Hello, and welcome to the sixth episode of the Is It In The Budget podcast. I am your host, Obianha Okereke, and I am joined today by my friend, Kyrie Watson. Hello. And if you're new to the podcast, or new to the platform, I launched a platform called College Money Habits, which focuses on teaching students and young adults primarily about the importance of financial literacy. And this podcast, Is It In The Budget, is for everyone, where I just talk about a range of topics, whether it's uh, my biggest mistake was a previous episode, also the importance of talking about money in relationships, and various other, various other topics as well. And today, Kyrie and I are going to be talking about uh, a controversial opinion of his, which is that investing is glorified gambling. And so I'm sure and I hope some of you who heard that are upset <laughs> and angry <laughs> with his perspective. It was something that he mentioned on a fairly recent trip that we took, and from the moment he mentioned it, I was like, okay, we need to talk about this. That boy's head was fuming <laughs> on the podcast. Smoke was coming out his head and everything. <laughs> uh, but before we jump in, Kyrie, do you mind introducing yourself uh, and just yeah. sharing a bit about yourself? Yeah. Thanks, Obi. Kyrie Watson here. Been knowing Adobe Obi for how long? What, six, seven years or so now? Yep. Met in college. Uh, met in college. Been investing basically since, I would say, probably like my sophomore year of college. So what may over five years now i guess okay. currently work as a senior technology consultant for adobe and yeah so i'm excited to have this conversation about investing versus gambling excited to voice my opinions on how investing is similar is basically glorified and sophisticated gambling and excited to tell obi that he's wrong on many topics and i like how you use the word um that you're going to be sharing your opinions mm -hmm. because that's what they are while I will be talking about some facts. So much shade, man. <laughs> Not even necessary. <laughs> and I do want to take a moment to thank Bank of America Seattle for sponsoring this episode. If you are someone who's looking to learn more about any topic, whether it's investing, credit, homeownership, or even budgeting and saving, highly recommend checking out Better Money Habits by Bank of America Seattle. Kyrie mentioned that investing is glorified gambling, which I strongly disagree with. And this actually, this so this started, this debate started in Arizona. Mm -hmm. We were visiting a friend. Shout out to Clay if you're watching this. And I don't even remember how it came up. We were at dinner and <laughs> Kyrie just mentioned that he believes that investing is glorified gambling and that the two are, I guess, similar, if not the same. And... I, again, I disagree with that statement. Throughout this episode, we're going to be talking about similarities that, mm -hmm. the two, that the two share, as well as differences. And Kyrie will be, of course, advocating for his perspective, mm -hmm. uh, while I will be advocating for the fact. And, <laughs> and so uh, I hope that you all stick around for the full episode and enjoy it. So now, before we even dive into our perspectives, let's first talk about what it means to invest and what gambling is as well. So with investing, the function of investing, uh, specifically to the stock market, is you are putting up money or put, putting forward money or capital uh, in order to purchase shares of a company to profit off of an underlying asset, the underlying asset being a company. So for example, uh, if you were to invest in Microsoft, the intent is that as Microsoft remains profitable and as that company grows and is successful, you would take part in that success, uh, essentially, and earn money from the shares that you own. And so uh, with investing, it's essentially a long-term way of building wealth over time and or saving for retirement as well. Uh, would you? I would agree. I would agree with that. But I would also add yeah. just a, a definition, just a solidified definition mm -hmm. of investing. 
I looked it up on Webster's, is to put money into an asset with the expectation that the value of those assets will grow over time. Yep. So I'll put a period there and I'll allow you to continue. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then with gambling. So gambling as opposed to investing is, I guess, the act of putting up money in a game of chance, a game of probability with the intent as well, similar to investing, mm -hmm. of seeking a financial reward or financial mm -hmm. compensation from a positive outcome. And what would you <laughs> what would you say to that? I would, I would agree with that fully. Okay. Um, if I'm going to be, you know equal i'm gonna have to do the definition for that as well gambling is really the betting or staking gamma chance if you want to use yes. um, of something of value with the idea with the consciousness of risk but the hope to gain so i feel like if the audience has heard us we have used similar terms for both of the definitions of each of those words yeah yeah i mean and so i guess getting into as far as differences i would argue one that the function of investing mm -hmm. differs greatly from the function of gambling where with investing the intent is that you are going to be building wealth long term uh, to make money. and correct yeah make yeah that's inarguable the the money then that is that you accrue could be used for a multitude of purposes whether it's for buying a home or it could be for retirement it could be to pass down to future generations but with investing you own an asset, an asset being the, the, the shares. Mm -hmm. With gambling, you own nothing. If you were to think about, I mean, you, you could argue that you own the chips that you use. Oh, uh, so I, own, I own the money that I put down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, but you don't own an asset when it comes to gambling, mm -hmm. whether it's blackjack or it's poker or it's roulette or yeah. any of the multitude of table games or slots or whatever it may be. You don't physically own anything. And uh, if we were to use the example of uh, let's say poker. Mm -hmm. Once the hand is done, it's done. There's no more opportunities for you to earn money as opposed to investing where if I were to invest in, let's say, instead of Microsoft, let's say I invest in Tesla and I invest a thousand dollars into Tesla stock. And the very next day it goes down by 20%. So now I've lost $200. The value of my investment has gone down by $200, but I haven't lost $200 and there's still an opportunity for me to make that money back and mm -hmm. then some. With gambling, if I were to stake $1,000 on a bet, whether it's a horse race or a basketball game, yeah. that money is gone if I lose. If I win, I win whatever yeah. the um, based on whatever the odds were. will determine what my profit is. But, I mean, just to kick it off, those are some of the differences that I see between investing and gambling. But for you, since you came in with this strong perspective that investing is glorified gambling, can you explain why you feel that way? And I suppose what factors lead you to believe that yeah um i would say a game gambling is more accessible for all correct i mean more mentally accessible for all in the thought of you always hear people are like i don't know how to invest i don't know what to do i don't know where i should put my money in but everyone knows where the casino is but i would argue not everybody knows how to gamble not knowing but well, people don't know how to invest either so it's still kind of a taboo concept for many people but I would say that gambling is probably a little bit more easier to pick up in a sense because it's a game. You just have to know the rules. When it comes to investing, you have to understand the trends. You have to understand, you know, you have to do a little bit more research. You could do the same for gambling. Do the same for, let's just say, poker, for your example, blackjack, roulette, even sports betting. You can do some research here and there. Like you said, it's up to chance. But we can use your Tesla example. 
you can put in a thousand dollars and pray and hope that's going to do great do better within the next week two weeks month but who knows what a certain individual is going to say who knows what's going to happen it's really up to un, out of your control to what happens moving forward once your money is in it you have ownership like you said it's my asset i could take it out and now i own have ownership in tesla but i can also lose all that ownership i could still have that thousand dollars and like you said I can lose two hundred dollars it could lose five hundred dollars and now i'm like I'm kind of like, I just lost money on it. Yeah, and when I mean, comes, that's just oh, risk. Which is similar to gambling. Yeah, no, that's, and that, I, yeah, I agree. That's a yeah. similarity. They both have risk. One right. of the, and sorry to interrupt, but no, you're fine. They're, with gambling, one of the primary differences that make investing and gambling different is that gambling is a zero-sum game. When you when lose. When you say zero-sum, what do you mean by zero-sum? Yeah, when you, so when you lose, you mm-hmm. lose everything. I think that's if you don't know how to play. <laughs> but right. like, just like if you don't know how to invest. Well, and so, and this is where I would disagree because if I think that I could take somebody with no experience with investing, no knowledge of the stock market, they right. could put money into an index fund or a mutual fund mm-hmm. and provided that they approach it with a long-term perspective, Exactly, I get the that. odds of them, or if you want to use odds, <laughs> the chance of them losing money is very slim. Uh, over the long term now with we'll use uh we can use blackjack we'll say (laughs) blackjack with blackjack if you take anybody even the most knowledgeable person about blackjack Mm odds when to hit when not to hit when to split all these various things even then there's still an element of luck where you could do all the right things and you still and still lose money that's true and before I even get into the statistics about uh, returns and odds and all that stuff, mm-hmm. I guess I want to give you a chance to disagree. But I, I do. So I just yeah. want to be clear. I agree that similarities, similarities wise yeah. with investing and gambling, the intent is to make money. Mm-hmm. You're putting up money with the intent of making money. And there's a huge potential where you'll lose money. Correct. Yes. Both have levels of risk. Yes. Now, with that. With investing, you have, I wouldn't say infinite ways, but you have several ways in which you can minimize That's risk. True. With gambling. You can still minimize risk. How? So let's use our blackjack, for example. And again, I think when we, I'm alluding to our Canada trip. You know, Talk about the Canada trip. What happened in Canada? Two. So we went to Canada. <laughs> for all the friends who are there, I'm pretty sure we have a few of them who are going to listen to this. <laughs> We had a great time in Canada. For some reason, I think it might have been Obi who said, there's a casino in the area. Let's go take a trip there. That was me, yes. It was Obi. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> now we know who. <laughs> Anyways, so we went there. And did you know how to play blackjack before then? No, I've never been to a casino, never gambled before. Okay. So we went there. I played blackjack beforehand. So I, I knew I have you know, friends, families who play, play, who tend to be in casino, play blackjack, roulette, poker, et cetera. And so I knew what could happen there. <laughs> and I knew how the thrill can happen there. And I think Obi caught that bug while mm. we were there. A few of our other friends. Let me finish the story. <laughs> Let me finish. I wasn't done. So we got there. You know, we pull out money, whatever. We get to the tables. And as any smart individual would do, they'll take their time before they get into the table, look around, see exactly how to play the game of blackjack, which I believe is what you did. Looked how everyone was playing. Try to get a, a pattern, see what the, the rules were, the strategy, et cetera. Once you got the hang of it, once you kind of understood, you know, when to hit, when not to, or even when you didn't know that, you just yeah. got a feel for, like, I'm trying to get to 21. Yeah. Hopefully they don't get to 21. Right. Et cetera. 
if when I say that we were there, I think what time did we get there? Let's say six o'clock PM. Just going out a number. I don't remember. Yeah, we didn't leave. Why well, left? But oh, they didn't leave till let's say what nine o'clock, almost ten. We were there for a couple a couple hours. Yeah, I thought we left at the same time. I don't remember. I, I mean, it was a blur. It was all a blur. <laughs> so long ago. But no, it was it was a it was good last time. Last year, right? That's <laughs> last year. It was last year. It was last year. Yeah. Um, we need to run it back though. <laughs> we do need to run that back. Um, but yes, I would say that you we were there at the tables yourself and another one of our colleagues. I don't know if we should say his name, but yeah, he was there as well. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and. I'm not sure if you won, but I, I could see the thrill in your eyes, the fire in your eyes when you did win something. And it was, I, I think that, that's when I was like, oh man, I think he, it's a kind of a similar concept. That's when I was like, okay, you're investing your money. You're putting your money into something, into your hand. Yeah. I wouldn't use the word investing though. What word would you use besides gambling? Betting. You're betting. If I put money into, let's say a stock, AMC, am I betting that it will go up? You're investing. In a company. Hoping that I'll make money off of it, correct? But accepting I, the risk that I could lose money off of it, correct? Yeah, I mean, so I think, and I, I see what you're saying. One of the differences there is there needs to be a distinction between, like, speculative investing, uh, experienced investors, and then long-term investing. Yes. Now, I, yeah. Or, I was just going to say my, my thought, especially my controversial stance, has nothing to do with like index funds. Has nothing to do with mutual funds. Okay, it's mostly just stock trading as well. Yeah, options and all that. And that's what I'm thinking of on that general term. On those like I guess three pillars, I'm thinking that's where the huge similarity, especially with the short term risk. Now you think long term, of course. Like yeah. I have a stock, I can throw you know a couple hundred dollars in Microsoft. Ten years, I'm pretty sure it's going to do all right. Ten years of gambling, probably not going to do all right. But Correct. short term, short term, let's say. An hour, especially with trading and options and whatnot, I can make a lot of money. I can lose a lot of money. Right. Gambling. I can make a lot of money within an hour. I can lose a lot of money within that hour. That's my thought. Yeah. And so, okay, with so fact. Yes. With investing, the longer you invest, the more likely it is that you will earn money. I do want to stop the record and just say that you said that was a fact. You gave me credit on that. Oh no, no I'm sorry. I'm saying what I'm saying is a fact. Oh, not <laughs> uh, just when you think he's giving me a compliment, y'all. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so fact is, the longer you invest, the more likely it is that you earn money, that mm -hmm. you make money, that you see a positive outcome, as opposed to investing. We'll come back to the uh, the. Uh, I think we're jumping around a lot. <laughs> the the Canada trip in a second. Yes. Um, with in um, excuse me, with gambling, the longer you do it, yeah. the more likely it is that you would lose mm -hmm. now so canada so yeah so last year uh, i believe this was may of 2022 we went to canada yeah with a few friends and i did suggest that we go to a casino as a thing to do twisted uh, our arms y'all uh no no not even, everybody agreed quickly and the only game that i played while i was there was blackjack mm -hmm. and so for those of you who and, and disclaimer we in no way are advocating for gambling no. or encouraging gambling by any means no. of course with gambling understanding that there is an element of risk you could lose all of your money and you could do so very quickly yeah so don't take this in any way uh, as encouragement <laughs> to gamble please so with blackjack specifically mm -hmm. the goal is to achieve 21 to have cards that total 21 uh, in that game, you can be heads up with the dealer, or mm -hmm. you could be at a table with um, two other individuals. Uh, More than two, yeah. 
Yeah, uh, I guess, yeah, for the tables that we were at, it was three. I think it was like, f- it could be like five total. Okay. I think five total. Uh, and then the dealer. And yeah. with Blackjack, so coincidentally, Blackjack has one of the highest odds of any casino game, uh, yeah. where with each hand you have a 44.22, I did some research, 44.22% possibility of success, of yep. beating the dealer. With that, so yes, I was there with you. Yes, that was gambling. Mm-hmm. Now... I'm always just going to bring it back to the same things that I mentioned before with there with that. So I've been investing for since I was 18, I'm 26 now. So yeah. it's been a while. And again, the one of the fundamental differences between what we did in Canada mm-hmm. and investing is, well, the duration where with gambling, yeah. the intent is to make money right away. Mm hmm with investing when i invest in a company i am investing in the future of that company and my understanding is that no matter what happens i'm there for the ride and i'm i'm investing in the success of this company so over the course of years now if i were to so one thing i did uh, that i would say was similar to gambling if not the same thing uh, when i was younger (laughs) in college i put money i you could say investing. I, I invested money in uh, IPOs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so for those of you who aren't familiar with IPOs, those are initial public offerings when private companies are going public. What I would do along with some other friends is when a biotech company, typically companies that were doing something in the realm of providing drugs for various types of cancer, uh, whenever those were going public, I would essentially just throw money at them. I would do a little bit of research, but there's only so much you can do. Yeah, And there I was hoping that the value would go up. I didn't really have much knowledge. It was just kind of, all right, I'm gonna throw this money at it and whatever happens, happens, but I'm gonna hope that I earn. And so that was more speculative. It wasn't really, I wasn't investing for the long term. We were talking about days, hours, weeks, maybe months or two. And that is more akin to gambling. And so when when you're coming in with your perspective of investing as glorified gambling, I strongly disagree with that. However, I can't ignore that there are similarities Mm -hmm. uh, between how some people approach investing. And I would argue that many new investors do take an approach of investing that is very similar to gambling, where if you aren't taking the time to do research Mm -hmm. uh, on what it is that you're investing in and you are going off of emotion and you're not taking any consideration towards risk and you're just kind of it's basically like throwing darts at a dartboard yeah you are gambling even then there's still there's still differences with true gambling in a casino but uh you are gambling on an outcome where you you know nothing Mm -hmm. uh even worse is if you hear like if i were to say and this is a hypothetical (laughs) if i were to say Adobe is the best stock in the world. Everybody should go buy Adobe. Facts. And then, no. (laughs) And then then you went and bought 100 shares of Adobe based on that, knowing nothing about the company. And then suddenly the value goes down. You're likely going to sell it because you know nothing about the company and you're going to act off of emotion. That isn't true investing. And I do believe that is a mistake that many people do make when they start off investing. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a mistake that I've made numerous times. And that is where I can begin to understand your perspective. But when we take investing as a whole and the intent of investing and all that it entails, it is not glorified gambling. 
I think the intent is similar because I think I said it. It's just to make money. The intent is to make the money done correctly. Investing is different than gambling, like especially if you're thinking long term. Short term, I think it has, you know, even more similarities. But long term, like you said, holding on to a stock for years, doing index funds, Roth IRAs, right, etc. Those different avenues. Obviously, those are totally different than gambling. I'm thinking of the short term days, hours. Let's just leave it at that. Okay. That's where the similarities are. Can almost be identical. The goal is to make a lot of money in that short amount of the window, in that short window. And that's where I'm at. And I, you have to be able to accept that you won't make that much money or you won't make all your money back or you won't make any in that short window of time. And that's why I think it's just investing can is just, you know, it's a more appealing term <laughs> for some. Then if you think of the word gambling, do you, okay. and I do, I, I, again, I do want to preface that I do invest. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I just highly about to invest ask. constantly. Okay. And I have dabbled with gambling here and there as well. Blackjack tables. I was with you. Yeah. I've done relays, et cetera. I try to do them. When I think of investments, I'm thinking long-term. I'm never really thinking exactly. of my exit. Like I said, doing it correctly. I'm thinking long-term. I'm thinking more than just a month. I'm thinking longer than a year. I'm thinking for the long haul. I think we agree with that point. Now, when we're thinking about gambling, that's just while we're there. Let's see how much money I can make before it's time for me to go. Similar to people who are on the computer doing, you know, day trading or whatnot. Let's see how much money I can make. Let's see if I can hit it at the right time before I log off. And if I lose it, well, shoot, I live to see another day. Yeah. So, yeah, when you begin to talk about day trading or some speculative investments i can understand that there are arguably more similarities yeah the the biggest thing there that doesn't change is that with investing again it is a zero-sum game that when you lose you lose everything i could gambling is a zero-sum you said investing oh did i say investing yeah no. you stand on that no no no, stand no, 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 on no, 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 no. <laughs> i walked that back investing is not a zero-sum game it, gambling it. is a zero-sum game them, y'all where if you bet $100 on a hand of blackjack and you right. lose, that $100 is gone. If you invest $100 in a stock, the only way I believe that you could lose all your money is if that company goes completely out of business. Can that you talk it, about the phenomena of Dogecoin? <laughs> Dogecoin? Well, so I think when it comes to crypto, I guess cryptocurrency, and then also if any of you were paying attention to the kind of, I don't want to say hysteria, but the events surrounding there's like bed bath and beyond and yep. then um amc gamestop foss gamestop uh several stocks where they were trading lower mm -hmm. and then there was i believe it was primarily from reddit a community that wanted to i won't go into like all the technical stuff right, but right. essentially they wanted to increase the value of those particular companies so that people who were betting on those stocks to fail or those companies to fail would lose money in turn. And a lot of people kind of jumped on this bandwagon of throwing money at these various stocks, GameStop and um, what was the other one? That was AMC. Uh, AMC were, I think, probably two of the most popular yeah. ones where that was akin to gambling, but you couldn't, there, it takes a lot to lose all your money. You could lose a lot of money or a yeah. large percentage of your money. Mm -hmm. But when you approach the stock market from that perspective of, oh, I heard that this is likely to go up or this is going to go up. And then you just throw money at it without doing any research or any be beforehand knowledge or right. um, you haven't looked at, you just haven't looked at anything relating to, to that company and you're going off of hype or anything like that, then you are speculating within the market. And yeah. that is extremely risky and something that, I mean, 
you are going to like gambling you're going to lose more than you win when you do that i agree okay i agree with all that i think it goes back to what i mentioned that again like you said like if you don't do the research that's all research that needs to be done before you put in five hundred dollars into a specific stock or you know do enough research to put a certain amount of money into a specific you know product it can be detrimental to your funds and obviously kind of be can kind of be detrimental to your morale when it comes to putting money into a product right i mean i think we can both advocate for you know we put we invested let's use that term we invested a, a certain amount of sum into a stock a app a company and it didn't do how we expected it i remember what i think i think it was like was it oracle and walmart that had something going on like it was a couple of years ago Could tell you. i think oh, i don't want to say it's wrong because this is a heavily known podcast so i don't want to say anything incorrect but i do have i do think that like maybe a couple of years ago or oracle was being talked about a lot or it was walmart was being talked about a lot for the per acquisition of another company and the expectation was for that to increase the stock increase its price and i remember myself i was like those are two let's just say they're both where those are two notable companies yeah very well known extremely well known extremely reliable why not invest in them and yeah, i don't again i think you pretty sure you allude to this you don't have to invest in a whole stock you do have shares etc I, I believe i've input a certain amount of funds into it <laughs> and it didn't do great right it it didn't do well at all and i'm still invested into it because again i said it was a notable company and i still have faith in a sense that it will rise in the years to come i don't see walmart going out of business anytime soon i don't see oracle going out of business anytime soon if you do hear that please let me know but i'm fine with that too i'm fine with that loss because i'm you know have a good faith that it will go back up sometime soon now when it comes to gambling i agree with you like i can lose and i probably won't get that money back maybe not or i could go on a lucky streak and could win some back highly unlikely see that's that's a negative attitude we, that's why we don't bring you in play now it's a um, statistical improbability the negative attitude y'all <laughs> this is why we don't take in places um no so i can lose some but i can win some too i can still win and okay when it comes to blackjack again i think we have the i think we keep using that as an example but we got to know the rules there's some blackjack scenarios where you'll lose your main hand but you have other hands that can still make some funds out of it so like let's just say i put in twenty dollars and I put in a side bet for $5, another side bet for $5. I could still win money back off the side bet because I hit. My main money went out. Like, I lost yeah. that. Dealer hit 21. I had 19. They won. They won the main bet. But let's say we had both had a face card. So, boom, I won off that. I still got some money out of it, which is, you know, a reach to, to compare that to investing. Yeah. Kind of a reach. And it doesn't but. change the definition you provided at the beginning. Exactly. But I still got funds back. I still made a profit in some case. So that's what I'll say. I think it was, I think there's similarities. I think there's differences too. I think it goes back to where if done correctly, they're very different. Now, if you're a novice and you're not doing research and you're not doing the respectful, I guess I hate to use the word research again, but I think that's the main word that you need to use when it comes to investing. Research and have a strategy. Have a strategy. That's where you can kind of get widen the gap between investing and gambling. Yeah, but there's cases where that's not really done, and that's why I think it's kind of glorified. Okay, and I do want to take a moment to thank Bank of America Seattle for sponsoring this episode. If you are someone who's looking to learn more about any topic, whether it's investing, credit, 
homeownership or even budgeting and saving, I highly recommend checking out Better Money Habits by Bank of America Seattle. So now let's talk about odds. Okay, so one thing that you've mentioned and one thing we've discussed is that there is an element of risk between, uh, and that's that's true um, with investing, there's an element of risk and everybody should recognize that risk and know what their risk tolerance is before you even start investing. Right. Now, with this idea of the zero-sum game that we discussed before where you, if you lose, you lose mm-hmm. everything and also just along the lines of, of risk and everything as well. I wanted to talk about how there's a literal phrase, like a, a saying that stems from casinos, which is that the house always wins. And what that means is that with any game that you play in a casino, no matter what it is, the odds are never in your favor. The odds are always in the casino's favor, while in the stock market, that's not that's not the case. And again, the longer you invest, even if you were only investing for a month, the odds of you succeeding at that and making money are greater than any casino game that I am aware of based on the various things that I've read. Mm -hmm. Before I dive into percentages and all that. (laughs) I I, I do. Yeah. I I guess I'll rebuttal in a sense. The word risk tolerance or the words risk tolerance. Mm -hmm. You should have that with investing for sure. Yeah. You should also have that when gambling. Agreed. That should always, you know, you should always go into casino like, hey, this is my limit. Yeah, and this we did that. Com- this is what I'm comfortable with, um, and we did do that. Yeah, and you should have that when investing as well. So that's another point to the similarities, because mm-hmm. you can have a strategy with gambling. You can have a strategy, like let's just say sports betting. You can have a strategy. You know, you can, you know, you can do some research on a player, on a team, on a, you know, or outside of sport or a horse. Yeah, you can do some research on that and make a somewhat educated guess on what you think can happen guess yeah you could do make an educated guess on investing as well again we, what i said earlier <laughs> if you do it correctly it's a little bit more strategized it's a little bit more thought out a little more planned but i think those two things can be true when it comes to gambling and investing that, okay. they, have, that they have similarities if done correctly they're very different wide and gapped but i think the the risk tolerance is necessary for both i think the reward can be with both and yeah i think that's I just feel pretty comfortable with my stance that, you know, they're very similar in a sense. Okay. I want you to be more uncomfortable. So one thing that you did mention is that when it comes to gambling and then Mm -hmm. also speculative investing as well as day trading, that those, you're basically arguing that those share more similarities than gambling does to long-term investing. Yes, I agree. Um, So, okay. Uh, Because, yeah, there are so many differences. That's that's Uh, why the vein popped in your head. You're like, (laughs) it's not the same as investing in an index fund. It's not. (laughs) Voice cracked and everything. I mean, even with that, so yes, I agree that you could argue that there are more similarities with that. And then with day trading, especially, you are, I mean, yes, you can have a strategy uh, in your approach, but that carries, I suppose, more risk than long-term investing does because the shorter you invest, the more likely it is that you lose money. Mm-hmm. Even then, I would argue you have a 50-50 chance when it comes to day trading mm-hmm. or speculative investing where maybe it's a like a new asset class or a new industry or whatnot that you are investing in something that's brand new that there isn't enough research that you can really do on it, no trends that you can follow. Right. Even then, I would still say that you have a 50-50 chance of that. However, with um, this uh, saying that I mentioned previously about the house always wins with gambling, you could take 
any of the easiest, we'll say easiest games, or the games with the highest odds in a casino, which are Blackjack, Roulette, Craps, Baccarat, and I think I'm missing a fifth one. Did I say Roulette? I think I said Roulette. Yeah, let's take those four. Mm -hmm. Now, with all of those, they have close to a 50% chance of you winning. Similar to Dave trading, right? But it's not 50%, and the house still has an edge. So with how, roulette, how far is it away from 50? I'm not sure, but let's take roulette for an example. So roulette, for those of you who aren't familiar, roulette, there's a... And again, we are not advocating for gambling. Make sure you put the number. <laughs> you put the gambling number so we're like, we are not advocating for this. If you have problems with gambling, call da 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 da, da. <laughs> The hotline? Yeah, please. So, <laughs> so with roulette, there is a... Um, what do you want to call it? Like a bowl circle uh, <laughs> with yeah. It's it's got a bunch. There's a circle with a bunch of numbers in it, yeah. and it is spun. And there's a ball inside where uh, that ball will land in a number. That number can be a red or black number, and yeah. then of course it'll have a, a number value attached to it as well. Yeah. Now where you can approach fifty percent is by betting on a color, where you can bet on red or black. However, the odds are still not fifty percent because there is the the green. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I believe zero, mm-hmm. zero so. where you could still lose yeah. <laughs> even. And so it's like, it's not a true, it's not a true 50, 50 blackjack. We talked about that. That was 44.22%. And even with the, the games where you have close to a 50% chance of right. winning, the more you do it, the more likely it is that you lose. So blackjack, for example, one hand, if we were to play one hand right now, and maybe we should. You have a 44.22% chance of winning. Now, if we play five hands, Mm -hmm. the odds of you winning are roughly, it's like roughly 1.6%. And then if you were to play one hand of blackjack over the course of a month, so let's say that month is 30 days, your odds of winning are 0%. Or of coming out with more money than you started with, 0%. Mm -hmm. If you were to invest in an individual stock or whatever uh, within the stock market, over the course of a month, the odds of you earning money from that investment, close to 62%. Mm-hmm. The I don't even know what the odds of you losing all that are, but I'd say slim to none. Right. As time goes on, that increases. So when it's 10 years, I believe it's close to 95%. Yep. And then when you hit 15 years, it jumps all the way to 99.8%, mm-hmm. meaning that you have a 0.2% chance of losing money in the market if you've, if you've been in the market for 15 plus and years did you did you like specific what like what are you investing in for those amount of years so i missed yeah we'll, we'll just say the stock market okay. but i would yeah take a stock or it could okay. be an etf or a mutual fund yeah i guess you want to go out those route the more reliable ones yeah the index funds but that, i mean that that is what i said like those are the ones that i would exclude out from my opinion yeah no but i, I mean yeah. take an individual stock the mm-hmm. stock market itself increases on average at a rate of 10% per, per year. That's what it delivers. Uh, on average, not that's not to say that you're going to make money every year that you invest uh, because you could lose money. That doesn't make same it the as same gambling. as gambling, though. Because I didn't say it's the same. <laughs> with gambling. Oh, yeah, okay. With gambling. <laughs> and I don't, I'm beating, beating a dead horse, yeah. I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, odds are not in your favor. Yeah. And the longer you do it, so the fundamental difference, the longer you do it, the more likely it is that you lose. However, with 
investing, the longer you do it, the more likely it is that, and I don't want to use the word win, the more likely it is that you earn money from that. Mm -hmm. And that's not even going into what we already discussed about the intent behind them both, where you mentioned you invest. I invest, yes. Okay, why? Because I think long-term, it's a better, it's a better, what's the one I want to use for? It's a more strategized, more favorable outcome than when it comes to other other things I could put my money into. Okay. I, I can I can again the intent is to make money long right. term and for... have generational wealth. Okay. Do you why don't you gamble instead to achieve generational wealth? Um why do I not gamble? I think I would go into the concept kind of what we alluded to with the number, the one eight hundred number. I've seen, <laughs> yeah, I can see how addicting it could be. Okay. You know, I think our trip to Canada is a prime example of that where, you know, some people had no idea how to gamble. Yeah. And next thing you know, they're at the tables for hours. Once they get the hang of it, it could be any game. You know, you can think of that as like playing like soccer. I didn't know how to play it, but now I love it. But when you're losing money, I think that's a different concept. Like you're playing and you're still losing money, but you still want to stay at the table. I think that's where it's like, that's why I don't gamble as often. Also, because I, I, me personally, I care about what I invest my time and my money into. And if it's not profitable for me within, you know, in a long-term span, I'm not going to spend too much energy on it. Now, if I have some, like, you know, $100 here that's like, all right, let's just have some fun with it. Let's go gamble. Cool. But that's different than putting money into a stock market, too. So. Yes. It's different. Yeah. But they're similar, too. Yeah, no. And so I think where we agree is that investing and gambling mm -hmm. share similarities yes. where, yes, both have elements of risk where you can lose money. Yes, both are similar in that you are staking, if you will, money with the intent of earning more. And I think the emotional factor is a part of it, too. I think there's an emotional side. Like, let's say, for example, you post, uh, you know. You post on every now and then from your 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 profit on your stocks. Mm -hmm. That's exciting. Yeah. Similar as if I double my hand somewhere. It's exciting. It's invigorating. If I and you do you put, do post the failures here and now. Yeah. Every now and then, which I appreciate. Mm -hmm. If y'all don't follow, if y'all don't haven't done yet, follow college, college money habits ASAP. Yes. College money habits on Instagram yes. and TikTok. TikTok, nice. <laughs> yes, please follow that. You'll see the failures and success. So. There's failures in it, too, similar to gambling, which is where I feel. Well, okay. So I forgot where we, we started were talking at. about how we agree that there are yeah. fundamental, not fundamental, but there are similarities with mm -hmm. risk uh, because you have the opportunity the to lose money. Factor, that's both. Okay. And then the emotional factor. Yeah. If you, yeah, think, yeah, yeah, yes, emotions can get involved with it. Now, I think that, and what casinos are preying on mm -hmm. is individuals who don't have a strategy yeah where um, you're going to be relying or acting more on emotion where yeah. with investing i mean who cares yeah <laughs> they're th nobody's out to get you it's that's true so i mean again we've talked about it many different times i think where we agree in terms of this argument that investing is glorified gambling i disagree with the sentiment mm -hmm. and I recognize that there are similarities with the two of them. Yeah. And especially one thing we discussed earlier is especially in the case of newer investors or people who approach investing without a strategy yeah. or are maybe acting on emotion. 
uh, that is where they are being more specu- speculative. One could argue that they are gambling yeah. in the market, and that I wouldn't necessarily disagree with. So you agree with me? No. And then, <laughs> and so, and I mean, where I can see it is like, so I've definitely, one could say, gambled in the market. Yeah. I think I think of an example in college where I was, <laughs> I was literally in class, and I was sitting in the back of class, I had my laptop Don't open. Don't try this at home, kids. And, <laughs> and I was... I said, you know what would be pretty cool if I put $10,000 on a stock to see what would happen. And there was an IPO that was going that was happening that day, that morning, and so I was like, boom, $10,000. And then I made 6%, but 6% of 10,000 is a good chunk of change for a college that student. Is, that is. So 600 bucks, sold it, done. That I would argue is proper gambling. Yes, <laughs> because that equally could have gone in a different direction. Yes. Um, I could have lost a significant portion of that. I also, we talked about it earlier um, with GameStop, AMC. I also put money into, I spread money out across a few of those. Diversified. And with that, with my approach to like speculative investments such as those, uh, my approach is that I'll never put up more than 5 to 10% of the total value of my entire portfolio. Mm-hmm. So that even if those investments in the unlikely scenario went to zero, I'm still okay. Like mm-hmm. my life isn't going to change. I'll be able to go to sleep at night. And so I don't remember how much money I put up. Uh, it was in the hundreds. I think it might have been $100 per uh, per company. And I lost, it was close to 60 or 70%. Mm-hmm. And in the grand scheme of things, I was like, I, I don't care. Uh, it was just to see what would happen right and especially because it didn't go to i think it didn't go to zero also yeah. was a nice i suppose a nice caveat yeah to that now it also happened in blackjack <laughs> yeah well i mean when we played blackjack we were playing it was like 25 dollars a hand yeah and, and you can have side bets you can lose like i said you can lose main hand but you can still get some that so it didn't go to zero yeah, that's but, my point. That's all. Yeah, and that's so I, I think what you're saying with, with the side bets, yes, you can have your main. So your main bet is yeah. that you're going to hit 21, or you'd like to hit 21. Not even that. It's just you want to have a higher too. higher count than the the dealer. Yes. And then your side bets could be on any number of factors. However, if none of those hit, yeah, you leave with nothing. Okay. With investing, that is. So in my seven years of investing, I've never had an investment go to zero. You're a great gambler. I'm joking. <laughs> okay. I'm joking. <laughs> I even have investments now where I've lost a significant amount. But it's not zero. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And they're two just so fundamentally different things that I always have a problem when I hear people say, oh, why would I invest? It's so similar to gambling. Where if you do it. Correctly. And even if you know nothing. Uh, so, okay. So we've talked about mutual funds. We've talked about yeah. ETFs. Let's talk about what those are. So with a mutual fund, how I, I mean, when I do workshops, I call, I, I draw a similarity between a variety pack of chips. So let's take Lay's, for example. Mm-hmm. Lay's is, well, I guess it's Frito-Lay. With Lay's, it's an individual bag of chips. Yep. Now with a variety pack of chips, you could have Doritos, you could have Lay's, you could have Fritos, Cheetos, maybe some chips in there as well. And you have a ton of different options. With a mutual fund, it is different than buying or investing in an individual company like Microsoft or Apple. With a mutual fund, you are buying into a fund that owns hundreds or thousands of stocks. So it could include not just Microsoft, but Apple, Boeing, Tesla, and any number of other companies. And it's a great way of diversifying your investments. And also, if you are somebody listening to this and you are new to investing or you're considering getting started with investing, 
Mutual funds and ETFs are similar in that way where you are investing in hundreds or thousands of companies at once. There are great ways, especially if you're going, if you're starting your journey with limited capital uh, of getting exposure to a, a broader portion of the stock market as opposed to investing in one stock. And it's a great way of reducing the amount of risk that you take on, further minimizing the opportunity for you to lose money uh, in the market. And so with those long-term investments, that's why I invest because those are long-term, more more stable, less volatile, in a sense, for some of them, in a Reduced sense. Reduced risk. Reduced risk. That's a better word. And that's why I decide to I choose to invest rather than gamble weekly, nightly, et cetera. Okay. And that's why I would prefer, because more stable, more reliable, period. All right. Yeah, and so, I mean, we spent a lot of the time talking about our different perspectives on investing, gambling, how we view the differences, how we view the similarities. Mm -hmm. Now, with investing specifically, I wanted to talk a bit more about that since we've both been doing it for some time, and I think it has brought great value to our lives. And I know that in various polls I've done on Instagram, at least, that not everybody who's following my page is investing right now. So if you were to summarize... I think your experience with investing as far as the value that you've seen with yeah. it, I guess, what would you say? I would say that investing is probably one of the top five best decisions I've made in like the last five years. Yeah. Allowing my money to work for me. You know, you always hear the cliche term, like make money while I'm sleeping. Right. You know, and that can be applied towards investing where you're literally, you know, waking up at, there's many times where I wake up at like, I don't know, say seven thirty, eight o'clock. And then I go online, go check Robinhood, I check whatever. And I see like Adobe just skyrocketed, yeah. you know, and I was sleeping, what, 30 minutes ago and it made money. So that's, that's, that term, that cliche statement is kind of where it like, I thought about investing a little bit more once I heard that. And then I started it and I could see it's made me a pretty good lump sum of profit in my last five to seven years of doing so. Mm-hmm. And not only that, I would say that investing is great, but also the community, the communities and the conversations that you have the rooms that it puts you in once you know more about investing has been pivotal for me. And I can have conversations with my peers. I can have conversations with, you know, individuals who've been with my company or who are probably 20 years older than me. And we can have conversations about stocks, about index funds, et cetera, that I probably wouldn't have with someone who is outside of Obi, my age. Okay. So it gets, you know, it gets you in different rooms and different levels that I appreciate. And those are just two of the benefits. I'll pass it to you to see what other things you think. Yeah, and I mean, you also own a home. Congratulations. I do. Thank you. Because I don't know, did investing help at all with the acquisition of that property? Investing, I think that could be another conversation. In investing in, so we have RSUs. Okay, um, with Adobe? Yes. So with RSUs, res- restricted stock units, are basically, you know, stock given essentially to a client when they're hired or, you know, during a bonus session or during a promotion, et cetera. And I was able to take some of that and apply that to my house, which was a blessing or just very favorable for me. Yeah. Awesome. Congratulations. Again. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and you can say that's an investment as well. Yeah. I, I would say. It yeah. Is. My house is an investment because <laughs> I'm fixing it up, adding new things here and there. Hope essentially that the property value will go up. Yeah. So when it is time for me to make my next chapter, that will either be within my portfolio or not part of my portfolio but either way it's gonna be a good asset to have yeah for me investing changed my life i've posted about it numerous times i started investing when i was 18 in high school 
uh, right after getting my first part-time job at Big Five Sporting Goods. Uh, that was uh, the first job that I had. And I started investing with $150. And my first investment was in an index fund. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then after that, it was Starbucks and then a, a local pharmaceutical company. Nice. And then off into many other things as well. And that $150 has now grown to be in excess of $160,000 which uh, is a large leap. And I wouldn't say that's all profit because I've contributed a meaningful amount of my salary over the years towards my investments as well. But Mm -hmm. without investing, I wouldn't be where I'm at financially. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have the financial flexibility or the um, autonomy that I have had I not started investing when I did. Yeah. And we're both because you're 26, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we're both 26. With when it comes to investing, the earlier earlier <laughs> you start, the better. Yeah, I remember like, we we did. Sorry to interrupt. I remember no, we did good. our class, the UW class. Yeah, um, and that was something that we both were preaching: like start as early as possible. Obviously, start smart. You know, do mm-hmm. research, do all the thorough investigation that you need beforehand. But the earlier start, you're better because you started at what sixteen is what you said. Eighteen, eighteen, eighteen. Sorry. Um, just imagine where you would be at if you started at twenty three. Yeah, you know, it would be less probably. Yeah. Um, And research has shown that. I mean, even if you so when comparing somebody, I believe it's like, let's say, 20 years old versus somebody who's 30. Yeah. Even if that 30 year old is investing more money Mm -hmm. than the 20 year old, they still wouldn't catch up to the 20 year old over a certain amount of time because there's this um, with compound interest. So let's talk about compound interest. Yeah. And we'll use the average of the stock market while recognizing that every year you invest in the stock market, you aren't going to make money on average delivers anywhere from let's say nine to 12%. I think the average that most people quote is 10%. Let's say you invest $100 into the stock market year one and assuming 10%, next year it's gonna be 110. Now in the following year, if you were to earn 10% off of that investment, it would grow to 121 because it's gonna be 10% of the current value and not your initial value of 10. So you would earn $11 in interest as opposed to $10. $10. Mm-hmm. And then as you, as the value of your investment grows and grows and grows, you're going to continue to earn on the current value. And so the more you have, the more you earn when you do earn. And the more time you give for this to happen, the more money you earn. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, there's a, a calculator that I use, I believe it's on smart, smartasset.com that shows you the value of your investments over time based on your age and based on assumed rates of return and the value of your investment. And I use this to show people during one-on-one coaching calls, Mm -hmm. if you invest now, this is what it'll look like. And then especially in the event of children, when they're, if they have a newborn, like this is what, this is how much money, if you just set aside, I mean, cause you'd be shocked at if you were to invest, let's start off with a thousand and then a hundred dollars a month for 18 years. Yeah. It's a ton of money. <laughs> I've seen those posts on like social media. Yeah. Where like, you know, you like you said, you have a newborn, you just put fifty dollars away into a fund every month. And then by the time that child's eighteen, they are like in the millions or like high that like huge numbers. It's um, it's large. I, I don't know if it'd be in the millions. Yeah, I but it's for sure tens of thousands to hundreds exactly. of thousands, depending yeah. on what, what happens. Yeah, exactly. So I agree. If you're listening to this and you haven't started investing, things to consider mm-hmm. would be one how much would you like to start with? There's a risk myth. tolerance. Yeah. And I mean, there's a, a myth that you need a certain amount of money to start investing. And that's not true. I've mentioned that I started with 150 bucks. I don't know. Do you know how much you started with? 100. 
100 and you could start with a dollar <laughs> you could start sure. with 10 bucks you could start with a thousand but there's no limit on what you start with mm -hmm. if you i mean if you use a there's plenty of platforms whether it's charles schwab or fidelity that allow you to invest with no minimums right. uh, there are others that might require you to have a hundred bucks or a thousand yeah. or another value but there are infinite opportunities to start investing after you've decided how much you want to start with start to think about what is your time horizon so mm -hmm. if you are a younger individual and you want to retire in your 40s maybe you want to invest extremely aggressively up to that point if you are 50 years old you want to retire in your 60s you probably are going to want to ha and you haven't started investing you're probably going to want to have a more conservative approach because yeah. yes you want to earn money but you also don't want to put yourself in a position where you could take on more risk than is necessary and lose a large portion of whatever it is that you have yeah. and then have to even push back your retirement further yeah uh, and those are some of the initial considerations we did talk about the advantages of mutual funds and yeah. index funds and etfs and that they allow for you to diversify yeah. uh, reduce risk and get exposure to the overall stock market but another thing people recommend is just to pick a stock or pick a company that you know. Like if you exercise a lot and you wear Lululemon products, you yeah. can invest in Lululemon. If you eat a lot of McDonald's, <laughs> you could buy a share of McDonald's. Yeah. If you work at Adobe, you could buy Adobe stock. Yeah. If you use Microsoft products, so on and so forth. Yeah. And those are all various ways to start. But I think the biggest mistake that I made when I started is not having a, a well-thought-out strategy yeah. where I was having that approach of like, throwing darts at a dartboard yeah uh, and just hoping that okay maybe this one will hit and most of them did because yeah. of the market was doing well yeah and then they didn't and then i stopped yeah <laughs> i can attest to that as well hoping that something would do well but also like following the trend you know yeah i think we, we alluded to it when it came to amc gamestop dogecoin as well like those were pivotal trends mm -hmm. in the stock market ecosystem where yeah Everyone was hopping in, and I'm pretty sure those who are a little bit more sophisticated, a little bit more experienced with it, probably have seen this before and knew kind of had an idea where that was going to land. And they may have might have hopped out before you know it got to there. But I think one thing, two mistakes that I made were not doing thorough research beforehand, and kind of what you said, not having a strategy, but also following the wave, following a trend. Yeah, fear of missing out. Fear of missing out. FOMO. Yeah. I recently acted on. Something similar with really? uh, Kava. Have you heard of Kava? I have. Yeah. So Kava, for those of you who aren't familiar, again, not advocating for the company, is similar to Chipotle. And okay. I don't believe we have it here in Washington. I'm not, not here. I think it's more on the East Coast. And they recently went public. Okay. And my first thought was, oh, I can't miss out on this. I've heard <laughs> good things. I've heard good things about this. So I was like, let me throw... I have a certain amount of money that I will use for new opportunities Yeah. Um, where I recognize, okay, there's an element of risk with this. And knowing my risk tolerance and what I can afford to lose, mm -hmm. I have a, a number that I use. And so I use that number for that particular investment. And, or, yeah. And in my head, I said, I know what I'm doing and yeah. that I know... I haven't looked, I haven't read anything <laughs> about this particular company. Right. Uh, I ha I know that people like it. Yeah. Uh, I know that it follows a similar model to a company that is successful. Mm -hmm. However, I know nothing and I'm, I just don't want to miss out on this opportunity. To make sure that I don't tie too much emotion to this investment and make it an actual investment mm -hmm. <laughs> as, a, as opposed to a, like a pure just 
bet I'm going to do a little bit of research. (laughs) And I'm also going to say that at minimum, I have to hold this for a year. Uh, And that regardless of my how I feel, I'm not going to just rush to sell it. Yeah. I immediately lost money on that investment. The lowest, I think it was, I lost 10 or 20%. Uh, I think it was closer to 10%. And I was like, okay, whatever. We're in in this for at least a year. And if not, even more, just because based on what I've seen, I think that this could be a meaningful investment for my portfolio. Yeah, I've now turned a profit on that particular stock. Not to say that anyone should uh, (laughs) invest, (laughs) invest in it. Yeah. But that definitely is an example of me acting more on emotion yeah. than on sound research and strategy. However, it kind of fits within my strategy of I give myself room for speculative investments. Yeah. Now, as opposed to that, where during this Bed Bath & Beyond AMC phase, yeah. I had people reach out to me and say, oh, I want to buy some of this. Like, how much do you think I should put forward? And I said, well, I can't answer that question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also... If this is going to be your very first investment, I simply wouldn't do it right. because the odds are that you're going to lose money and it's yeah. going to alter your perception of what it truly means to invest. I yeah. would encourage you instead to look at a mutual fund or an index fund. And yeah. if you really, really want to buy AMC or GameStop, put a very small percentage yeah. <laughs> of whatever it is that you have holistically or whatever it is that you are going to have in your portfolio. So if you're going to kick off your investing journey with a hundred bucks, maybe limit it to 10 bucks or $5 and see what happens, see what shakes, but don't put all of what you plan to invest into something that you know nothing about that you're just, you just don't want to miss out on because this, that's, you can say it. It's betting. It's gambling. (laughs) But I do, I do like the point that you touched on that. Like, if they were to hop into those trends, it will ruin their perception on the concept of investing. I thought that was, I think that's powerful because I experienced that, um, especially when it came to the crypto conversation. That kind of burnt me a little bit, my idea on yeah. investing. And I think I probably took a hold on it for a few months. I'm um, putting money into the stock market, into the crypto space, anywhere, just because I was in it. I was on the trend. I was, you know, making great profit on it. Then for all of it to <laughs> just yeah. drop within a matter of moments, it can be kind of daunting. But I mean, that comes with the risk. Yeah. That comes with the territory almost. But I think having spaces where you you share your failures too, it's, I think people feel like, hey, there's a community. Like, we're all going through this. Yeah. In a sense. We're all experiencing the highs. Hopefully not many lows, but some lows. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what made it okay for me to, you know, get back into the stock market, continue investing, putting more money into my Roth, putting more money mm-hmm. into, you know, my stock or to my 401k, et cetera. And real quick, just because you mentioned Roth, Roth, and I'm not sure if everybody knows what that is. Roth IRA is a type of retirement investment account which allows for individuals who have income. So if you receive a W-2, you can open a Roth. And it allows you to invest post-tax income into the stock market. And what you earn within that account is tax-free upon withdrawal, provided that you have that account for at least five years and you have it till you are... 59 and a half, I yes, believe. Exactly. And there are exemptions for when you can take out money, such as a first home, home medical, I think medical emergency education, things like that. That's part of what I did the first time home buyer. That oh, a, well, there you go. That was, yeah, I was able to do that as well. We awesome. did get, get in tax free. So I'm a tribute to that. Hey. But anyways, yeah, the feeling, the feeling of when you lose can kind of be daunting, but then, you know, you have higher moments and then you think long term. 
you know that's why i think of like this is a long game rather than a short you know hour daily thing i'm thinking about the long term when i'm in my 30s 40s and i'm gonna be happy that i stuck with it rather than you know be kind of upset yep in closing i want to thank you Kyrie, for your time yep. in discussing this i know that we had some laughs <laughs> a lot of them uh before this discussion and then during this discussion about our perspectives and yeah. i will stand on the f- my yeah that sure. fact that <laughs> investing <laughs> investing is not <laughs> not glorified gambling however investing uh and then trading more specifically in speculative uh, speculative investments do share similarities mm-hmm. with gambling and a mistake that many new investors make is to gamble in the stock market where they're not doing any research they don't have a right. strategy they're essentially throwing money around based on what they might hear on the news what they're hearing from friends or yeah. family or one article they read not to make that generalization about all new investors right but that it is a common mistake of new investors yeah again i don't want i can't ignore that there are similarities between yeah. the two but I, I want to, do you have final thoughts on this particular discussion? I think you and I are in the same boat, but we're just thinking of it differently. I agree. I think they're, I think investing done correctly is far from gambling, but I think investing, especially short-term investing and investing done incorrectly, done with the thought of FOMO, done with the thought of, you know, just want to follow a trend, done with, without any strategy or research has a lot of similarities it can almost look into a mirror and see itself as gambling. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I'm going to stand on that. Okay. But I think we agree. Yeah. I'll I let don't. you have the final word. I mean, <laughs> I think the audience would appreciate that no. too. Because <laughs> your boy is right. Um, but no, I agree. I think that there's differences, a lot of differences. But I think there's a lot of similarities too that shouldn't get, get overlooked. Right. Okay. Well, thanks again. And a thank you to Bank of America once again for sponsoring yep. this episode, Bank of America Seattle. And again, if you are interested in learning more about investing or budgeting, saving credit, literally any topic within yeah. the realm of personal finance and financial literacy, check out Butter Mo- Better Money Habits by Bank of America. In addition to checking out my website, College Money Habits. Yeah. And if you enjoyed this particular episode and this topic uh, and would like to check out the others, you can find the Is It In The Budget podcast on Spotify, Google and Apple Podcasts, and also my website, College Money Habits. And thank you for your support. Don't hesitate to review <laughs> the, uh, the podcast or follow me on social media at College Money Habits and Kyrie, your socials. Oh, you can follow me on Instagram. My Instagram DJ is... Um, at slim duh da dj dj and then yeah you can follow me there and see all all what i'm up to in regards to the dj space and um yeah awesome and lastly next time you are making a financial decision whether it is to invest or purchase groceries <laughs> or even gambling don't forget to ask yourself is it in the budget thanks again <laughs>